Greetings, this is Pastor Thomas A. Deloach, and this episode is brought to you by To Empower You, a podcast dedicated to helping young adults and young couples achieve their goals and dreams from a biblical context. From a biblical context. Pastor Thomas A. Deloach. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to 2N Power You. I am your host once again, Thomas A. Deloach, and I'm so glad that you've decided to connect with me for these few moments in time. And on today's show, I want to talk about Give It Away. This is a teaching podcast, so go and grab your Bibles as always and take some notes if that's what you choose to do today. I want to empower you with a few principles. As always, we want to start our show off with a quote of the day, and it says this, worry is negative meditation and fear is the faith in evil. Now, let's look at Genesis chapter number 39. We're going to read verse number four, and this is going to be my launching pad for today. Notice what it says. So Joseph found favor in the sight and became his personal servant, and he made him overseer over his house and all that he owned, he put in his charge. Now, that was Pharaoh, by the way. Joseph found favor in the sight. Of Pharaoh. And if you've never read the story of Joseph, it starts in Genesis 37, I believe. And it's a really powerful story. Take some time and read it. I think you'll really be encouraged about one young man who had a dream and his dream came to pass, but all the things that he had to deal with and go through in the middle of his time of crisis and his season of development is really encouraging to me. And I think it'll be encouraging to you as well. Now, I titled this show, Give It Away, because I want to use one word that we are familiar with, and that is delegate. And many times in life, we want to do things, but it's only a certain amount of hours in a day. And there's a certain amount of things that you can get done. So this show today specifically is for maybe business owners, uh, people who are leaders in the church, people who are leaders in the community, people who want to start a business, people who are over five or 10 or 15 or maybe even 30 people on the job. And it seems like you're kind of caving inside because you seem like you don't have enough people to really hand things over to. Life is lived on many stages. And if we're going to hit our peak in anything in life, I think it's important that we really understand this power of giving some things away and delegating it to people that are around us. And hopefully and prayerfully, a few things that I share with you, you'll begin to start this process today. Again, this show is called To Empower You. And the number one thing and the number one reason why I wanted to do this show really every week is to empower my listeners to make some decisions. Decision making, we make a lot of decisions every day. Sometimes we do it subconsciously and we don't even know it. But if you can become not just a good decision maker, but a great decision maker, I think it'll be key to your longevity. It'll be key to your health. It'll be key to your sanity. Everything that we want to do in life is a decision. And so giving some things away really helps you out in the long run. Now, let's define this word delegate. I'm sure you've heard it before. 
It means this, to entrust a task or responsibility to another person. Clear, simple, but it's not always easy to do. I'm going to hearken back in this show as a pastor when I started in my early days, because when I started, I had no help. It was just my wife and I, my son was an infant. He couldn't do anything. And so when you're pioneering any work, like any business, you know, you need help. And then as those days became weeks, weeks became months, months became years, we began to grow and things began to happen. And over time, I began to give some things away. But if I could do it all over again, I would have done it sooner. And in my head and in my mind, there's, there were reasons why I didn't. And it really doesn't matter what my reasons were. At the end of the day, I had some reasons and maybe some cause to pause. But at the end of the day, I should have done some things earlier on. Maybe in certain times over the years, I wouldn't have found myself in a particular situation trying to get some things done. And so now after being about 17 years in, I most certainly see this power of delegating and giving things away because as you get older, you get tired and you don't want to get to a point or a place in your life where now you're so tired that you can't even think about the things that you should do, let alone certain things that you just shouldn't have no business doing. So I want to give you about five reasons I think it's important for you to delegate and to just give it away. Number one, it's not your job description anymore. I think it's important that you look at what you are doing in your life. If you are a business owner again, if you are over people and you know, you're a part of a company or you are a mentor and you have people under you that are doing certain assignments or maybe they're not doing certain assignments, you need to look at your life and look at what you're doing and be able to say, you know what? This is not part of my job description any longer. I had to look at that within my church context and say, you know what? This is just not in my job description. And so I can't continue to do it because number one, this is not something I want to do. And this is not something I need to be doing. Watch this. And then you got to get to a place to say somebody actually can do it better than me. And that's the, one of the reasons I feel like many times we don't give things away because maybe in ourselves, we, you know, think that we're the only ones that can do it top notch. And that's just not true. So I want you to consider giving it away. I want you to consider delegating it because it's just not in your job description. We all have a part to play in any situation that we are involved in. Think about a car. A car is complex. It has so many different components and it has a job description. The engine does this, the battery does that, certain components in the transmission do this, the turn signal does that. No particular part in a car does the same thing. If it does, it's going to be some confusion. Everything has a specific function. Everything should be described in its own way. But when we are trying to do certain things in life, we have to look at it and say, does this describe what I should be doing right now? It just may not be. 
in your job description. And again, when something is in or when something is not in your job description, you just don't want to do it. You frustrated, you angry, you crabby, you upset. I mean, Lord have mercy. I've gone through probably every emotion seemingly you could go through. But the thing about it is you got to get down to the nuts and bolts. Do you want what you're doing to have some longevity? Do you want what you're doing to outlive you? Do you want what you're doing to mean something, not just to you, but to other people? If you can answer yes to the above things that I just said, it's time for you to give it away. You may say, well, I have nobody to give it to. Well, that could be true because in my early days, I didn't have anybody to give it to. And then when we started having people come through our doors of our church, I really didn't think I had anybody to give it to either. And that was probably a mistake that I made because sometimes we're waiting to see what people are going to become. Are they going to be faithful? Are they going to be on time? Can I really give my most trusted, important tasks and duties to other people? I get that. And so don't beat yourself up about it, because I do believe, as the scripture says, that we should not give things over too soon. We should uh, wait and make people earn that because anything that people have to earn and, and when they have to work for it, then they have to show you that they got some skin in the game. And so it's very difficult to find out what's really in a person's heart. I've often said that time is a revealer of all things. All I got to do is either give you some money or give you some power. And I'm going to find out a little bit about what you truly made of. And so we got to get to the point that if certain things are just not in your job description anymore, or certain things that you don't need to be doing, or things that could free up your time so you can just think about the business Think about the ministry, think about certain things within the company, whatever the case may be, you just need to get to a place and get to a point of giving it away. Now, again, I'm not saying in the beginning that you should give important things away, but being able to give some things away that is just eating up your time, eating up your energy, eating up your ability to think and vision cast and all of those things that go along with making sure a company or a business or a church or whatever the case may be, maybe again, maybe you are a leader in the community, whatever it is where people are depending on you to make decisions is difficult. I want you to hear this. It's difficult to make decisions regarding people's lives and the longevity of what something is going to be if it's just not in your job description description anymore. I want you to hear this today. I want to empower you today. Give it away. Do it. Number two, it's your job to develop people. I mean, at the end of the day, it, again, if you are a business owner, a company leader, a pastor like myself, whatever, we got to remember our greatest resource is people. Now, our greatest source is God because that is the person that we're connected to. But after that, the resources are people. And the truth of the matter is, if we're not developing people, then what are we doing? If we're not developing people, we can never become excellent in what we do or our business or our churches or whatever the case may be, can never get to the place where it can stand on its own two feet. And that's what you want any business 
anything to do. Even all the way down, if you a mother or father, you got children in the home. Your job is to develop your son, your daughter, your kids. Because at a certain point in life, you want them to be able to stand on their own two feet and make decisions and do things in the house. And so this can go all the way down to the dynamics of the family. We have to become better at developing people. And this is one of the things that I used to pray in my early days in pastoring. I said, Lord, send me people that are ready. And then after a couple of years, when I realized that God was never going to send me people that were ready, then I stopped praying that prayer. Because the truth of the matter is he has called me as his under shepherd in his church to develop people. So people generally are not going to be what they should be when they come through the doors of your church. I thought that that was the case, but after realizing that is not the case. And so I would say that the truth and the power of anything that is under your tutelage, I think you would probably get a little bit more credit if you took somebody who had nothing and through the power of God made them something. I think a ministry is more credible when you can take people who had no skills or definitive skills or talents or gifts that they knew about. And once they came up under the tutelage of your ministry and migrated through certain things in your church or business or whatever the case may be, and you start developing people and it takes time to develop people. And let me say this, it takes patience to develop people. And it takes a person who has the other person's best interest at heart to develop people. So this most certainly is not for the faint in heart. So I want you to go back right now and look at certain things. Maybe you're trying to make a decision about who you're going to promote, who you're going to elevate. And you say, man, they just don't have the chops. They got this wrong with them. They got that wrong with them. And it may be true because I've been there. But can I say this? Take what you do see and develop it. Take what you know is there and begin to form it and shape it and encourage it and push it and motivate them and help them to see that them stepping into this particular situation, this particular job position, this particular servant leadership opportunity is going to make the organization better, is going to make the business better, is going to make, watch this, you can even say it this way, and it is true, them stepping in and stepping up is going to make you better. It's going to make you better as a leader. It's going to make you better as a person. And obviously, it's going to help them to become better. Everybody has a place where they fit, but somebody has to see what they're carrying, what they have. And when you are doing everything, it's impossible to see what people have. This is why anything that you start The next thing you have to do is find somebody to give it away to. Now, again, I'm not saying you do this overnight, but that has to be in your in your mind, in your mentality. You have to be able to say, you know what? After three to six weeks or maybe six months down the line, I'm not going to be doing this. I'm going to find somebody to give this away to because my job is to develop people. And here's what I mean again when I say develop people. You got to make them better. Make, in other words, when people come in contact with you, they ought to be able to say, I'm better now because of you. 
I can say some people in my church would be able to say they're better now because of me. They're a better leader. They're a better person. They're a better mother. They're a better father. They're a better Christian. They're a better disciple. They're better. They're better because of the things that I share with them, the things that I've given over to them. And even though people fall, they make mistakes. They don't cross every T. They don't dot every I. But I don't either. But the reality is we have to develop people and just make them better. Number three, specifically for business owners, your employees don't think you trust them to get the job done. You know, trust is is essential to any relationship, any marriage, any business, any partnership, whatever the case may be. One of the things we don't want to be as leaders is the people that are following us. They'll say, he just don't trust me. Now, it may be true. It may be true. They may be in their right to say, I just don't trust you. And then there's some conversations that you have to have. Why maybe you've been here for so long and I still haven't given you anything to do. Maybe you come late. Maybe you're not energetic. Maybe you're not passionate. Maybe you got just a ball of negativity surrounding you. There are reasons. Please understand that there are reasons why community leaders, church leaders, entrepreneurs, business owners uh, have employees and they just don't give them anything. But if you are on the side of it as a business owner, you do want the people that are following you. You do want them to be able to say, you know what, I do trust you. And then on the other side, if you are a worker and you may be saying, why doesn't my boss promote me? Why doesn't he push me forward? You may have to have a conversation and say, how do you really feel about me as a worker, as an employee? You know, again, these conversations are tough to have. But on this side of it, as an owner, a business owner or a church leader, you know, again, you want to be able to say, you know what, I'm pouring into the people and I want them to know that I do trust them. Now, again, I'm not going to give you the keys to the kingdom. (laughs) I'm not going to give you the Ferrari, but I might let you wash it. I might let you clean it out. I might let you sit in it. You understand? And see how you act, see how you behave. And, And at the end of the day, again, we need to build some kind of trust. We need to build some kind of camaraderie. We need to build some kind of synergy here. We need to build some kind of connection so that you will know and that you will understand that, hey, I don't want you to get this idea that I don't trust you, that I don't like you. Because check this out. As a business owner, if you are one, if you hired somebody, I'm hoping you hired them because you saw something in them that you could promote. Generally, when people hire folks, they don't hire people who don't have certain qualities. They don't hire people uh, who don't have certain things. I know people who have businesses and they hired them to come in and do a job and they still won't let them do it. And so you don't want that either because it's like, well, why did you bring me in as the CEO? Why did you bring me in as the VP of marketing? Why did you bring me in as a trainer and you still looking over my shoulder? 
That's not my leadership style, preferably. I don't want to look over people's shoulder because they're uncomfortable and I am too. So anybody that I'm trying to have step in for me, anybody that I'm trying to have help me, yeah, we got to have some trust. But the one thing I don't want to do is look over your shoulder and make you feel like that the decision that I made was the wrong one. And I don't want them to feel like they can't fail in the process to get up and to learn and to do it differently the next time because people have to go through these ebbs and flows to become certain things. Number four, you got too much on your plate. Lord have mercy. I could probably teach five lessons on this in and of itself or write a book on it because I do have a lot of things on my plate like a lot of people. As a leader, as a business owner, you just have to have a few things on your plate. But everything else, you got to make time, find time to give it away. If not the stuff on your plate, after a while, it's just going to start running together. Have you ever, ever had a good Thanksgiving meal? And I know people personally, I know people who don't want their food touching. You know, they don't want the mac and cheese touching the green beans. They don't want the green beans touching the turkey. They don't want the cranberry sauce touching all the other stuff. They don't want the bread on the plate to touch all the other stuff. Now the bread is soggy. And then, man, you got people, I've heard people say, man, it's going to go all down my mouth at the same time. I don't care if any of it touch. It's better when all of it is touching. Everything, everybody is different in how they want things done. But the reality is, is that you don't want things business-wise or in church touching everything. You do want things to be in a certain compartment, a certain department. In other words, this department does this, this department does that, that department does this, the other department does something else because this is specialization even within the business. You know, the finance department don't do what the marketing department do. Don't do what the general laborers do. Don't do what the CFO does. Don't do what the COO does. Doesn't do what the owner does. But everything that they do works one together for the same goal of making sure that the business is profitable and things are flowing in its proper perspective. But at the end of the day, you can't have as a leader too much on your plate. Here's why. Because you can only be effective doing a few things. We are not effective. And I said this in an earlier show, maybe a couple of weeks ago, about this thing called multitasking. I don't like it. I don't know where it came from. I don't know who came up with it, but I don't like it. And here's why. If I'm hiring somebody, don't get me wrong. I want you to be able to do a lot of little different things and have some skills to be able to do some things, but I don't want you to do it all at the same time. I want you to focus on a task. See, when we're focusing on a task, we're focusing on what we should be doing. But I don't want you to take out the mail and the garbage and cut the grass all at the same time because something is going to go neglected. Something is not going to get the attention and the detail that is necessary to make sure that it is done right. And so this whole premise about multitasking is that I got to do this, 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 and this, and hopefully everything is going to be excellent. Something is going to go lacking, and I don't like the whole concept of that. So I want you to get all of this stuff 
off your plate and only put on your plate what is necessary for your assignment. Even when we're dealing with God, whatever he has called us to do, and I do believe that God has called all of us in the body of Christ to some form of specialization because you are a designer, one original. When God made you, he broke the mold. So there's something specific that he has called you to do. When you know what that is, that is what should be on your plate. I do believe that whatever God has called you to do, there are books that you should read that go with that assignment. I believe your relationships ought to be connected to your assignment. I believe who you're going to marry should be connected to your assignment. See, all that's on your plate, but it only is a few things. Some people make shipwreck because they got the wrong friends around them. They married the wrong person. They're in the wrong lane. Life becomes better. It becomes easier when you got the right person with you. You got the right tools with you. When a fireman comes to the house, he ain't bringing donuts. He ain't bringing hamburgers. He ain't in the food service business. He got that fire truck. He got a water hose. He only got a few things on his plate. If he got too much, he's got nothing. And that could be where many of us are. When you got too much on your plate, you have nothing. And you don't have the ability to sort out the very things that you need to be successful in your assignment. So it could be that you just got too many things on your plate. You got to give it away. You got to delegate what is not necessary for you. And finally, number five, you want to foster a collaborative work environment. This process or this thing called teams, we're hearing it a lot more. And I think they're so important, especially in church, because I was even telling the members of our church, you know, if you've been in church any length of time, we think we pay the pastor to do everything. And so we come to sit and watch a show and we don't get involved or don't know how to get involved because sometimes in the U.S. churches, because this is just the only place I've lived, so I don't know what's going on in other countries around the world. But in the church today, you know, you have a pastor, which you should, and you should have some eldership and some teams there that'll help that man or woman of God to be able to get done what God has called them to do in that particular area or city where their church is. But many times, you know, we come in, and we just sit and we just hear and we just watch and we go home and then we come back next week and we just sit and we just hear and we just watch and then we come home or we get fat off the word. Oh, that was a good word. But but it never gives the fuel it should to inspire that particular person to say, you know what? It's time for me to step up. It's time for me to step in. It's time for me to step out. It's time for me to be a pillar instead of sitting on the pew every week and not getting involved in the game. So this is a team process. Everybody in your company, your organization, even in the private life in your home, wife and kids, you guys are a team. We're working together. We have a collaborative situation here because one of the things that is true and sometimes owners of business and pastors forget that the people have ideas. The people got some things that they see. The people know some things that you don't know. So we got to go back and maybe repent in our mind and say, hey, you know what? I apologize. I'm sorry for not including you in the team process, but I'm going to include you in the team process in some level of decision making on certain committees that can be developed, certain things that we can do so that we can right the ship. The reality is if people are coming to a job every day and 
they're getting paid, but they're not getting paid a really good wage because maybe you can't afford it. Them coming to work is not strictly about what you're paying them because that was the case. They probably leave a long time ago. So it's not always money that's driving people to go to work. Obviously, church, that's not the case because we're not necessarily paying people to come to church. But if people are coming to the places that we are over, the places that we are leading, then we have to really appreciate them and really understand and know that they have something to share. They have something to give. They have something to contribute. And so this has to be a collaborative thing where everybody that's on the team has a certain place that they fit. They got a certain style, personality, and everybody is needful and they are useful. And when we can learn to give it away, when we can learn to delegate it and, and, and go back again and look at the scripture that I gave in my opening in Genesis 39 and 4, that Joseph found favor in his sight. Whose sight? It was Pharaoh. He found favor, man. That Pharaoh looked at Joseph and said, man, there's some qualities about you. And he became his personal servant and overseer. He was second in charge. He was, Joseph was running things, man. Now there was a process of him getting to the place where Pharaoh could trust him. So again, this is not overnight. So again, don't beat yourself up if you are an organizational leader or whatever you are, you're a leader of people. Yeah, there has to be a place where we are selecting and searching out and there's a process, but that process should not be five years, six years, 10 years. No, people will leave you. They ain't going to hang around and continue to come around if they can't be respected to the point where, man, do you not see anything that I'm bringing to the table? So we got to go back again and rethink this over and over. And I want you to think about some things that I shared today because I want to see you win as a leader or wherever you find yourself where you're making decisions for other people. And man, sometimes you got to go back to the heart of some things and say, you know what, this is why, you know, I'm not really quick to give out promotions. Maybe this is why I'm not quick to uh, move people from this department to another department. We got to get all the way down to it. Maybe there is some hurt. Maybe there has been some betrayal. Maybe you trusted somebody and they just stabbed you in the back. Man, I get it. I understand it. But if you are in that position, you have to develop better. That's what we got to do. We got to develop people better and put the right things in them so that they'll know why we are putting them there. What's the expectations? Make sure everything is explained. Make sure everything is underlined and underscored so there won't be any reason. Uh, why somebody would want to stab you in the back, why there won't be any reason why this person won't be able to see that you are truly for them. I want you to take some time this week and think about this and give it away. Delegate it. But that's all that I wanted to share with you today. I hope that this blessed you in some way. If it did, I want you to send me an email at info at thomasadeloach.com. If this is your first time listening, God bless you. Thank you for connecting with me. Go to my website today and find out a little bit more about me, my advocacy. Who is this guy that's talking to me? If you are my first time listener, go to my website at thomasadeloach.com www.thomasadeloach.com. Do it today. I'm believing God's best for you, praying for you always. Know that God loves you, and this is your best time now 
Do something with it today because today is all that we have. And until next time, I want you to be empowered. Thank you for listening to my show to empower you. If you were blessed, inspired, and encouraged, please send me a praise report, prayer requests, or show ideas to info at thomasadeloach.com. And follow me on Instagram at Thomas A. Deloach and Facebook at Dr. Thomas A. Deloach. And remember, you can go to my website anytime at www.thomasadeloach.com. Until next time, be Be empowered. empowered.